Morgan. And I'm Daniel. And, and we, we used to date. Uh, hi. Hi, everyone. I'm you, Morgan. Uh, I'm Daniel. <laughs> and we used to date. God. It's terrible. The last time was our best one. And, and even it was still pretty bad. It, yeah, it still had its problems. <sighs> That's okay. That's okay. <clears throat> so, thank you for listening. This is episode two. Season two. Of the second season. We made it to season two. We renewed. We've been renewed. We renewed ourselves for a, for a second season. Yeah, and we're going to see how long we can we can do this. <clears throat> I'm confident. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm confident in us this year, this season. I think we can make it to like 11 episodes. I think we can make it to 11 easily. And I think we're going to be good. We, we, you were like, when are we going to record next? And we set the date and we're here and we're doing it. And that's like one of the first times where we haven't rescheduled. <laughs> We've, yeah, we didn't reschedule. We stuck to it. Now, depending and I like, on how long it takes to edit. Hey, listen. <laughs> I got it done really fast last time. <laughs> I think what actually set us like two days behind was me just listening to it. Uh, yeah, madam. Okay, we can't have the dogs just chewing on paper while we're recording. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. Go on. Is it? Good boy. Is Russell Goodbye. out there, there too? Yeah. Oh, they're taking He's the one chewing on paper. Hi, Russell. Oh my god. He looks so big. So- he is so My chunky big. monkey. Did he get bigger? He's yeah. yeah, he gets bigger every day. Oh my he's god. He's like hundred pounds. Yeah. Well he feels like it when he's yeah. just covered in mud and you have to carry him to the bathtub. Okay. Ew. Oh my god, did that happen? Which that happened today. He's I had to carry both of them. Right now. I had to carry both of them to the bathtub. I'm not holding him up at all. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, tried to take a leap into a, Marvie, a, an ocean, or what is oh. it? A, a, it was like a off of a pier. Oh, oh! He just was like, <laughs> "I'm going for it." <clears throat> That's what he said. He yes. said, and then um, Daddy swooped him up. Yeah, I was caught mid mid jump. <laughs> wow. He's suicidal. He also like he jumps off any high space he can. Uh, I think that's just adventurous. I mean, I would I do that sometimes. Yeah. Adventure Wilderness is out adventure. there. Wilderness explorers. Explore. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, just as everyone's listening and you're hearing this voice that usually isn't here, this is Joseph. Joseph is is here. He's uh, he's we're gonna be talking to Joseph. Who is Joseph Morgan? Well, Joey is my boyfriend. Who, you know, if you've been listening, you've heard about him. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we Joey, are dating. <laughs> he, he, yeah, the currently dating. Yeah, this is the next, this is the offshoot podcast. They're the offshoot podcast. We are dating. Yeah, exactly. But we're going to be talking to Joey later about some things related to... 
sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have two dogs, and usually one of us is taking care of them, and one of us is doing another thing. So when we're both here, it's like, what do we do? How do we not make noise? It's a big family. And it's a big family affair. So also joining us on the podcast are Marvin and Russell. Marvin and Russell. Russell's a recent <clears throat> addition to the family, but no less loved. That's ah, I, oh oh there they are that there's they're contributing family affair so we're gonna be talking to joey about religion mm-hmm. and how it uh, affects dating he's a special guest and this is also something that i can contribute heavily to because i also grew up very religious and it impacted my dating so you're gonna hear well, about it you're gonna hear about it from my side as an insider and then from Joey's side as an outsider who dated someone very religious, right? Yes, and they're going to be completely different religions. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm just going to add in slight commentary here and there while just, Joey yeah. talks about his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, Morgan is going to moderate. <clears throat> <laughs> it's fine, it's not weird. Morgan's cool like that. <laughs> She literally lets, uh, she he literally lets her do a podcast with her ex. So, yeah, it's a little different, but yeah, it's a little progressive. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> different because it's her and not me. Yeah, exactly. It's, right. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, I have a lot of double standards inside my heart. Oh. <laughs> well. And I always say it's different because we were never in love. That's right. We dated for two months. We barely even dated, honestly. It was more of like an extended friendship. <laughs> right. Friendship plus. <laughs> yeah, it was like f- <laughs> friendship plus. <laughs> plus and also plus emotional <laughs> emotional uh, support. <laughs> yes. What is going on like, down there? <laughs> they're wrestling. I don't know what to do. <laughs> We just need to give one a binky. Oh my god. (laughs) They were napping so good earlier. Of course they were. It's showtime now. Now they're like, I'm part of the problem. It's me. They have a voice, Morgan. I'm the problem. Just like you. Yeah. I guess. They can have their own podcast if they want. You can just like, I could just record them fighting. Marvin and Russell... All the sa- the sounds of play. I bet someone would listen to that shit. Honestly, probably. I would listen to that. Yeah. Oh, well, do you got anything going on? I mean, I I uh, I started uh, this new job uh, oh, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks How's ago. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. It's it's a lot to learn. <clears throat> um, and I'm gonna kind of have to drink the Kool Aid a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, drink Hopefully the corporate Kool Aid a little bit. <clears throat> you Can know, we just it, like talk about how we didn't support like corporate America. Yes, we did. I know. And then and Daniel's I'm trying... like, I'm part of corporate America. Listen, they're giving me a corporate credit card, and I get to go and like, I get to go and do like cool shit with it. So, I'll drink the Kool Aid for a little bit. You know what? Make the bag. It's fine. Not, not, not very much. Not not much. Just a little bit, you know? Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit of Kool-Aid. 
Well, I started a new part-time job at my brother's company, um, and that's on nepotism. You didn't say anything about my code. Your code? Yeah. What code? He said you wanted to see oh, my code. Oh, that's right. I forgot to look at it. I'm so sorry. Here, I'll send you, like, what I got, the back end of it. That's like an, a real website. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, Morgan. You're a natural. I only got trained for one hour. I think the... <laughs> he's like, he went through all of it and he's like, you good? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, you'll be fine. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. And I was like, I was like, do you want me to like start and we like go over it together? And he's like, nah, just go for it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's the best way to learn. Cody McCoderson over here. <clears throat> I mean, he made it really easy. He made me, like, templates of all the codes, and I just need to fill stuff in, so. Still. Yeah. Still. I feel like um, a computer hacker. A hacker. <laughs> hacker extraordinaire. <laughs> Miss, Miss Robot. Yeah. I'm hacking all the sites. Include especially I, the sites that you have the password to. The site, the single site that I have the background to. Yes. <laughs> the back end to. So, are you done baking for now? No, no. I mean, it's only part time. So oh, so I'm you're still do doing it. the kitchen, the bake. You're still doing your your other job. Yes, and this oh. is like this is remote, so I do it whenever I want. You know, I can I can't exceed like a certain amount of hours a week, and I just do it whenever I want, um, and do as much as I can in those hours, and then yeah. Well, here comes the moolah. Speaking of supporting the podcast, for real. I mean, it's like I can do a couple hours here, a couple hours there. Like today, I only did an hour because my brain hurt. <laughs> Why? Because you had to carry never Russell and Marvin before. from the mud. Oh. Oh, it's just like. I mean, what I'm doing is, like, entering codes and do, like, edit, fixing codes and doing all this stuff and stuff yeah. I've literally never, ever done before in my life. And so it's taking a lot of brain energy. And, like, it's a lot of learning. It's a huge curve from something yeah. that's yeah. not even remotely close. <clears throat> and, I know. But I'm what excited. A, it's like, what, it feels like a mental so, exercise. What, like, your brother was just like, hey... You look like someone who can code. No, it's more like, hey, brother, um, I don't want to do my job anymore, and I need money, so please, can I have a job at your company because nepotism. Nepotism. And he said, I can't do full-time. We can start part-time and see how you do, and we can go from there, and I said, I'll take it. Nepotizy. My favorite. been using it my whole life. Um, that's called working smarter. So hard, congratulations. Right? Didn't even have to interview. Just texted saying, hey, can I have a job? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like, you sounds like you got it made. So we'll see how it goes. You know, I might hate it and not want to do it, and that's fine. But also I might not hate it, and I can do it and work from home. And basically he was like, you just do it when you do it. And I was like, what if I go on vacation or need to go on vacation? He said, you just go on vacation i don't know i don't care <laughs> go on vacation uh, <laughs> he's like tell the government i don't know 
Yeah, he's like, he's like, just go. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. So you're trying to parlay this into a more full time job, is what you're saying? Yeah, and I can work remotely, which means I've got time to be also a stay at home mother and give my dogs all the separation your... anxiety. Yep. And devote yourself fully to the podcast Instagram, right? Yes. Hey, I posted an Instagram for the last episode. You did I post did good. It. You did post more. You did post something. How many views we got on it? Um, I don't know. Can you check like that? Two. <laughs> Probably like however many followers we have, which is like five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Including ourselves. <laughs> well, it'll get there. It'll get there. I'm sorry, are we boring you? What's <laughs> past my bedtime? <laughs> oh, Hello. they just kissed right in front Hello. of me. Yes. How cute. Yeah. And now Joe's giving me an upside down heart. I don't know what that means, but. It's a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> cry for help that's a good segue into our topic for today oh god <laughs> religion and dating at least in the way i experienced it yeah so daniel why don't you explain your religion um how you grew up what went on with the dating and how that affected your life you bet <clears throat> well i grew up yeah, uh, a very evangelical Christian. What does that mean? Uh, what's the uh, What's the difference between evangelical and others? So, uh, evangelical Christianity is basically just a very intense version of Christianity. You know, it's you know they take the Bible very seriously. They're trying to spread the good news of uh, Christianity to everyone, regardless of whether they want it or not. Really. Like that's their goal, and so in that goal, uh, or in that in that belief system, at least in the way that I was raised in it, uh, dating and sexuality was seen as very like taboo. Um, sexuality especially, um, but dating was obviously leads to that. So it was you had to be so, very careful. Like, do you mean are you talking about sexuality as in like your personal sexuality, or sexuality as in like? You can't have sex. Both. I mean, like, you don't talk about it. You don't. Uh, you don't engage in it. You know. You don't really. Yeah. The 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 whole topic, the whole communication around sexuality and and sexual taboos and sexual education, even, was just very minimal, very hands off. Um, abstinence yeah they they preached abstinence you know i even read i even read a book so many people read a book um a, a christian book as part of their purity culture journey and i'll get into what purity culture is in a second but uh this book is literally called i kissed dating goodbye oh and <clears throat> this book basically tells you that like you shouldn't be dating 
and like you should be courting pe- women, like women, and uh, but you shouldn't be dating because, like, you're you're basically gonna have sex and you're not ready for it. I'm I'm very much uh, I'm very much uh, paraphrasing, but uh, they they ta- they they taught you that stuff, you know. Um, until marriage. What? Like you're not ready for it until marriage. Yeah, yeah. Like sexuality is off limits until the, until then, so including can... self pleasure, including masturbation and self pleasure. So you can like. So up until you you get married, you're not ready. So once you get married, you're ready, and that can be like right at eighteen. Uh yeah. So why do you think so many Christians get married super young? So fun. So fun. So purity culture, I mentioned before, and if and if that's a term you're not familiar with, be thankful, um, because it's very, it's a very detrimental to. Uh, especially like developing young people, you know? Um, And it's just the idea that, you know, you have to save yourself for the right person or until marriage or, or, or basically you're not, you're not reaching your highest potential, like relational potential, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Cause you're ruined if you have a person. Yeah. Cause you're ruined. You know, you've soiled yourself for the for the person who God has destined you to be with, you know, and the petals of your flower have fallen off. Yeah, I mean, and so, you know, it was treated like, like if you if you like if this was like, vir, you know, virginity is just the highest standard of you know like waiting till you're married. Oh my goodness, like that was the highest standard of uh, of purity that you could really achieve. And I, I, you know, I lost my virginity when I was 17. So right from the get-go, I was like, well, I, I fucked myself, you know, like. You're going to hell. I'm never really going to be. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I basically believed I was never really going to be in a fulfilling relationship because I had already let that part of myself go. So they, it's more, it's, is it equally, like, for men and women? Yeah. Probably Versus. probably even more so for for women. I mean I mean, you know, men still have the advantage of being, you know, in a society that where that uh trait is encouraged more or less, you know, among men, right? Mhm. You know, the more the more women you Saddle, the more manly you are, right? Yep. So <laughs> men can have sex with all these women, but women can't have sex with all these men. So I don't know what women these men are having sex with. <laughs> I mean, everyone's having sex with everyone. Nobody, just nobody's a, a, a telling anyone. That's that's what's happening. Nobody's Ooh. talking about so it. So we're just lying. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, everyone's, and it, but like you couldn't be open with because you know, I'll give you an example. the The first time my mom found my internet search history when I was in high school, oh no, she immediately called my youth pastor and 
told him everything. And from then on, basically through most of high school, I did like weekly, weekly like purity checkups with my youth pastor. And I would, you know, tell him about all the ways I'd failed that week. How, first of all, how mortifying. I mean, like, yeah, we wouldn't get the details, but like, yeah, she, she, he, he like, she told him. And I didn't have a say in it, you know. She told him what she found, and yeah. And then, then we bought all these books, you know, all these like purity culture books, you know. The the chapter one one had a chapter called, you know, the M word, you know, for for masturbation and how it's literally called the M word. Mm-hmm. So great. And it was just, you know, they they. They were uh, apparently teaching me that this was how you be a man, you know? I just, I mean, did it, did it stop you? No, but it, <laughs> it made me feel like absolute shit afterward. So it's like shaming. Yeah, it's absolutely shaming, yeah. And then, and then you know, you've all heard of post-nut clarity, right? At that, that time... At, at, at uh, you know, <laughs> T minus zero seconds, you, uh, you know, you f- suddenly feel like the weight of all this shame upon you. And it just, it, it makes, it makes sexual contact feel uh, bad, naughty. Which is what they're know. trying to make you feel. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it associates negative feelings with, with sex and you know it 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 deeply is ingrained in you especially when it's the the first thing you hear about sex from the you know from a young uh, from a young age is that it's wrong so basically. how did that affect your dating life well i mean i'm still single that probably has something to do with it uh. <laughs> <laughs> so um i don't know you know it just I think I I viewed dating and relationships as something completely different. And this is the other thing about growing up in 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 a Christian uh, environment. Relationship is like and and marriage is like the gold standard. Like that should be what you want, you know, relationship, mm-hmm. marriage and kids. You know? I feel like that's not like exactly or I mean that's going to be like the gold standard for everyone even not in religion yeah but like growing up in like seeing it every week and seeing like seeing the people who led the church you know the people who were righteous they were always the ones who were married and they always had Mm -hmm. these beautiful kids you know it just was held to a different ideal so if you if you like were in high school and you were like man i don't really see having kids like that was whoa that was weird you know Mm-hmm. And it didn't give me the opportunity to explore if that's something that I wanted, you know. And it made me it made me want like it's like I wanted to get married so bad because I wanted that that perfect uh that perfect idealized intimacy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um because, because that's thought- what I was told, like that's what this is what that's it is, you know. Make you happy. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. fulfill your life. And it just, it caused a lot of really toxic associations with, yeah, with sexual intimacy. Um, I broke up with a girl. I broke up with my first girlfriend because we were having sex, and I f- and I felt shameful for it. I what? my what my youth pastor sat well? me. No, not as much as I was. She is now. Okay. Funnily enough, she okay. goes. But um, but she's probably she's much more like I'm sure she's much more moderate than I ever was. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, my youth pastor sat me down. I remember very clearly and was like, are you having sex with this girl? Because if you are, like, you need to break it up, break it off. And you just, like, said okay. And I was like, ugh, you know, I feel, I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit on me and I told her, yeah. I mean, it was, again, it was, it was probably for the best because we, um, um, I was moving to California for college and she was staying, so. It was it was gonna work, not gonna work out anyway. But my reasonings were stupid. So, did you then not have sex with your next girlfriend, or like? <laughs> no, I had sex with so many women. <laughs> <laughs> like right after that, when you went to college. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't stop you. No. No, it now, never stopped me. Like, but again, I, I felt like a shit, like a piece of shit afterward. Do you think that because you already had sex before marriage that then it just didn't matter anymore? Kinda, yeah. That was kind of a reason why, you know. Yeah, I mean, it kind. I was kind of like, well. It's over, I f- it's done. I fucked might it up, well so might as well, yeah, might as well just ride this slide down into the pit of hell, you know? <laughs> it's a stripper pole. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, uh, sounds hot, actually. <laughs> Literally, that sounds a little hot. Aren't those metal? Be like yeah. sliding down yeah. a, one of those playground slides on a hot day. Oh. Those burn. Yeah. Joey's nodding his head. There and you know, there's so much more to this subject. I am just, I am just like that is just the tip of the iceberg, and that is only my experience as well. Um, there's like so much more I could get into, but you know, we only have one episode to talk about this, and I want to get to Joey. Huh? We could do more episodes. We could no, we can can't ever talk about this subject ever again, Morgan. Okay, one and done. One and done. For everyone who doesn't know, we use Zoom, and every 45 minutes it cuts out, and so we have to restart. And as it cut out, um, Joey just said he didn't know he was allowed to talk. (laughs) When? The whole time. Oh. (laughs) So, he has... he, He related to a lot of what you're saying... I mean, he could say that for himself. Yeah, I went through the same thing in high school. Did you? When but, I uh, moved how, into a new school, you and moved started to playing music and like worship music, and started going oh. to church and youth group and all that stuff. What kind of church was it? 
Uh, it was like non-denominational, but in the South, non non-denominational just means like it Southern Baptist, just without the hymns. Yeah, yeah, so. totally. Yeah, you know, I that was kind of my my background too. My church was non-denominational, but we even had we we had people who speak in tongues and like run around with flags in the sanctuary during worship and altar calls, all that nonsense. But anyway, um, so did it ever affect your dating relationships in high school or anything? Uh, yeah, I didn't date in high school. Because of that reason? Uh, yeah, I think that was probably a big reason. Wow. I had no idea how to approach dating or sex or anything like that. So maybe it was, was it more out of a sense of like, I don't, nobody's taught me how to do this or like, I don't, nobody's taught me anything about this or was it because like people told you like, don't, don't look at girls or else you'll go to hell? (laughs) No, it was probably just like a combination of going to church all the time and having church activities every day after school and, uh. And then personally, I didn't have my license until I was 18, so I couldn't go out do anything anyways unless I was with my friends who were, like, super Christian. Yeah. So, like, we only dated, like, within our, like, church groups, basically. So. I I do remember being in love with this one girl in my youth group. Yeah, I was in love with, like, all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, a, there was one. My youth group was pretty small. I, my church was pretty small, but yeah, there's, there's this one girl who I was. Oh yeah, I was so in love with. Um, I have like, I'm not religious. I didn't really grow up religious. I grew up. I mean, my mom thought she was making us religious, but she was didn't want to wake up and take us to church, so we weren't. Um, <laughs> but I remember. Um, having a really hard time like when I first moved out and I was having all these problems with boys and my mom's like and then my mom's like go to church and find yourself a nice man that's where you're gonna find a nice guy is go to church and my friends since a uh, preschool don't go to her, church yeah her her church was literally walking distance from my new apartment my first place that I ever moved into like on my own, I mean, with roommates, but away from my parents, and so I was like, hey, take me to church with you, I guess I'll just give it a shot, and then I went, and um, it was all old people, and people that I knew since I was really little, and I mm-hmm. said, never mind, I'm peace, going on, peace I'm out. Going on Tinder. <laughs> yep, yep. That was the extent of my dating and religion. <laughs> um, that should be everyone's extent of dating and religion, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm a little bitter, as as someone, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just feel like I was lied to about a lot of things. Or at least not, maybe not lied to, but, but like purposefully kept ignorant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, informed. Yeah. And I just... Um, I wish I knew what I know now, you know, I wish I had been taught. I wish someone had actually taught me what I, what I feel like I had to go out and find for myself, which, which is why my early life was like, I mean, that's how I found porn for the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, I'm sorry to Joey. I don't want to take over. I don't want to take over, 
but there's like a really interesting anecdote here. Do it. My, I think my parents intended to teach me about sex by by hiding books in my closet that I would then find and and like read, so that I don't think they. I think I I feel like because I I feel like I found them like once in my closet and I was like, what are these? You know. But they were like, like cartoon that's books. That's my closet. I never put it there. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't buy these. <laughs> oh, what are these? But they were like cartoons, and I was, and you know, I was yeah. like, well, what does it actually look like? And so, hey, internet, that's Google. what you're for. And then, uh, and then, you know, bada bing, bada boom, and that's how I was introduced to pornography, which is probably not the healthiest way to be introduced to pornography. I mean, it's better than LimeWire. <laughs> what? If you don't know what LimeWire is, you're too young. You're probably too young, yeah. Yeah. I was I too stupid back then to even think about that. I didn't even, like... <laughs> I was like, I I'm just gonna go online and do it and look for it. Look I for... thought LimeWire was for, like, music. It's for a you lot of things. Even like video? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. It'd probably take like a like month saying. and a half to download a whole <laughs> porno on LimeWire. It's probably all pixelated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, the simple things. Men have it so weird. So you, <laughs> so you didn't date in high school, but you downloaded LimeWire porn in high school? So, my mind was more like middle school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After that, okay. I got uh, a laptop in high school. So. There you go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. But did you feel like? Did you feel shame about it? Did you, like every when you were done? Were you were you just like what What am I doing? I defiled myself. Oh, in high school for sure. Yeah. Because that's yeah. when I found Jesus. You found Jesus. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Jesus I can't really will do any of this. suck the evil out of you. Yeah. But I didn't have any Christian friends or know anything about Christianity until like tenth grade. So, because oh, I moved to a new school and that's what my friends were was Christians, hardcore Christians. They Did you? Kind of they are, still actually, are. Yeah. yeah, they still kind of are. Did you ever think, like to yourself, like, man, these guys are weird? Or like, were you like? No, they're they weren't weird. They're still not weird. They're just yes, they are. <laughs> well, I'm weird too. If you consider weird. Well, but, but I mean, like, like from the an, Jesus thing, if was it weird? Well, like from an out, outside perspective, like you know, like we like we do shit like drink drink grape juice and eat bread because <laughs> it symbolizes the you know bottle you know bodily fluids now. That's cannibalism. Yeah, it's, you know, are we seeing with our arms held high, like to an invisible, you know, whatever? Like, like from an outsider, I can see how all that's like. What is this? You know? I mean, sure, but not to like a fifteen-year-old who doesn't know anything about the world. Well, hmm. I also feel like I mean, Julie good perspective. Grew up in the South, so everything already has like. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> yeah, you probably had seen that before, huh? Or heard about that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, and like, 
you know, yeah, living in the Bible Belt, it's like, oh, you're finally on the right path is kind of how everybody saw it. Right, yeah, yeah. You were pretty steeped in the culture, I guess. Huh? And I jumped right into it with, like, music and stuff because it was like, oh, you That's... play music? We're going right to the worship band. Yep. And it's and fun. I was I'm not... It was so much fun. I yeah. traveled every single weekend to, like, youth groups and events and, like, yeah. these massive mega churches to play music. It was so much fun. Yeah, it's it's super fun. When uh but I I just I don't know. At some point it's fun until until you just until it's just I I stayed in it long enough to where like it's fun until you feel obligated to do it. Yeah. I mean, I played guitar in church for like Lord 15 until I was like 25 so 10 years yeah in the last four years it was just like getting myself up dragging myself to church on Sundays right so what caused that transition in you from like, like what... being fun to being work yeah uh it was mostly like the band that I traveled with which was all my best friends broke up because our lead guy got married and had kids so it ended up me just being at the church, like playing on the weekends, and it wasn't creative or fun anymore because it was just Sunday church music and not like actual, like because we used to like you know make our own music and uh, take like old hymns and turn them into like modern day worship songs and yeah yeah you know, we a lot would, of Paramore right yeah we played like a lot of Paramore and Switchfoot and like alternate songs and then we also played like at local venues like our own music. Shout out to that, Lights in the Sky. <laughs> you know, that is pretty cool. Lights in the Sky, that's what it was called? Yeah. Nice. That See, that's cool. And that's different. That's, that's you know, playing in a group, like being bonded uh, in a group of musicians, like that is a that is a spiritual experience in itself, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, I'm, with Joey, I feel like it transitioned from Christianity to pretty much you're trying to become Jewish for a, a girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was <laughs> so, a transition over many oh, yeah. years. Oh, yeah. yeah. So why don't you kind of talk about what transitioned from Christianity to kind of out of Christianity into Judaism for this girl? Because we're talking about dating. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so... Um, I initially started to doubt Christianity when I met someone who's still one of my best friends, um, and we we met at a swing dancing event and just ended up hanging out, and then we ended up becoming better friends, and she convinced me to go back to college, which is why I'm now an engineer. If it wasn't for her, I would have never gone back to college, probably. Wow. We were dance partners for years, probably like two years, and she was not religious, like, at all. Like, grew up going, like, to, like, Catholic Mass, I think, but never, like, actually religious herself. Um, and I was like, if this girl's going to hell, everybody's going to hell. Yeah. She was, like, the <laughs> sweetest person I'd ever met. Um, and that's yep. kind of when I was like, this is really dumb. And then my worship pastor was like, hey, I can tell you haven't been into this in a long time. You should take a break. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
it's it's such a freeing feeling, isn't it? I felt free. So I mean, yeah, that's that's a great that's a great escape story. <laughs> I so, call it escaping. I don't know if you call it escaping. I call it escaping. I mean, yeah, it's a good way to put it. Um, that I love I love that perspective you had. If she's going to hell, everyone is. Yeah. Uh, was that the girl that you were going to convert for, or was that just the one no. who started? Okay, tell us about that. No. Um, so, like, I don't know, a few years after that, probably like two or three years, uh, I was going to community college, um, and I used to climb at the local university's gym all the time. And then I met a girl at the gym one day who was just there. Uh, she was actually, like, showing the campus to a speaker who she had gotten to speak for the local uh, like Jewish community at mm. college um, they had speakers and food and stuff all the time mm. uh, and she was the leader of that group at that point in time uh, and we met and hit it off and I got her number and we started hanging out um, and then the Jewish thing didn't really come out for like a year and by that point I had moved from community college to university so we were both going to the same school, um, and like I knew she was Jewish, and it wasn't really a big deal or whatever. And then she, we started to get more like serious, and the the I love you started coming out, and she was you know, she had hinted around the fact that she could never marry a non-Jewish guy, huh. um, and then we had, it was like I don't know a year and a half into dating, and. She was like, uh, or we had both been talking about like what we're gonna do about her being Jewish and not being able to get married, and we decided to like that we were going to uh, break up at like a certain time. Um, a scheduled breakup. Yeah, a scheduled breakup. Um, but I guess to make a long story short, that never happened. <laughs> I think we tried and it didn't work. Um, and then uh, her parents found out that she was dating who someone. Who's not Jewish? Ooh, how long? Um, you guys have been dating for a long time. By then, you, they kept it a secret, yeah, huh? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been a while. Uh, it had been a while. Um, but anyway, she threatened to uh, stop paying for her college and like not let her come home. And, her family. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, and like she wasn't gonna be able to see her niece anymore. Uh, that's you know, hardcore. All this crazy stuff. Yeah. So then we dated in secret for a while. Ah, nice. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we went to the same school. We stayed on the same campus. We were madly in love. There's, you know. <laughs> More. It just makes it all right that much worse. <laughs> whenever you, uh, when you're told that you can't be with someone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. That makes it even better. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's like, why you and I work, because my dad said I can't move to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that, I'm madly in love. <laughs> um, and then my dad's side of the family is actually Jewish. Um, like, he went to Hebrew school when he was younger and all that. Uh, like, very Jewish, even though wow. he's not. Because he rebelled when he was 18 and joined the military and didn't have anything to do with his family for a little while. Huh, wow. Um, but since my mom's not Jewish, that makes me not Jewish, even though my dad is. 
even though he's not what? practicing, but that doesn't really a... matter in the Jewish religion. Just blood is all that matters to be Jewish. So basically, if your mom is Jewish but your dad's not, you can still be Jewish. But if your mom's not Jewish and your dad is, you can't be Jewish. Yeah. Wow. Without converting. All the rules. Yeah. So, okay, so you were like, okay, like, this girl's worth it. Um, yeah. And plus, like, you know, I was so in her, I started looking into my history and stuff like that. And, like, we were doing Jewish stuff all the time, like, celebrating the holidays. Uh, I helped her with, like, everything on campus that had to do with Judaism um, and Israel and all kinds of, you know, events and Wow. Uh, we flew to Boston one year to go to an event that she was speaking at or whatever. Um, so it was like, you know, a big part of my life for however long we dated. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, and when talking about converting, uh, it's not like a, okay, yay, now I'm Jewish. It's like a... Multi-year process. Yeah, it's like a big deal, right? It's two-year minimum to go live in a, like, Jewish neighborhood uh, and learn underneath a rabbi. Um, and first, the rabbi has to accept you, and then you have to pay the rabbi. And then you have to live close enough to walk to the synagogue because you're not allowed to drive on the Sabbath. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I know it's like a... You're not really supposed to say it, but most Jews are rich. So, <laughs> um, like, when you... If you have to live in a community that's walking distance to the uh, synagogue, that's, like... That's expensive, though. That. Yeah, yeah, it's super expensive. So... Wow. Like <laughs> yeah, super expensive. And I was still going to do it, you know? So why like didn't you? kind of whatever. Um, I'm over here like rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do it for this girl? <laughs> uh, we broke up a few times and then, uh, I don't know, it all just kind of fell apart and she basically said that she didn't want me to just for her and I was like, well, it's not just for you, like, I want to get in touch with this part of my family that I really, really never knew about, um... And, uh, you know, her parents basically said that even if I did convert, they still wouldn't accept me as Jewish. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. hardcore, man. That's, That's another really rough thing about the Jewish culture is that, like, even though religious texts say if someone converts, then their soul is Jewish, the Jewish community, it's really hard to be accepted by them. Because to in order to convert, you have to be, like, extremely religious. Um, yeah. But most Jews, even who are religious, are not that religious. So wow. it's just, it's really weird. Um, like, most people that do Man, convert and are successful in it, which is very few, because it can take anywhere from two to, I heard one person say it took ten years to Good actually Lord. convert. Because yeah. once, like, say the rabbi says no... You have to do it all over again or something, don't you? You just got to keep working. Oh. Yeah. And then you have to go to, like, not just the rabbi. Your sponsoring rabbi has to take you to uh, 
another group of rabbis who are like specialized in the law of Judaism and then they, they have to test you and tell you if you're good enough to convert um, and then the rabbi has to you know put his name on paper saying he's the one that's supported you throughout it so wow so put a bad name on him yeah so, so you give them incentive to say no yeah so you obviously clearly decided not to go through with it yeah I told myself I still was going to after we broke up but it was so much work that it was it was really unrealistic the whole time anyways but how like that like how much dread did you have the whole time you were dating knowing that your girlfriend's family like just didn't approve like I don't know we never really talked about it to be honest avoiding avoidance behavior (laughs) like man like that didn't bother you in the back of your mind I would just be like thinking about that all the time I think I don't know not really I guess Uh. I'm good at just uh, ignoring things yeah (laughs) (laughs) awkward silence (laughs) which is I guess good and bad and bad (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of how it all went down. And uh, I think when we finally broke up, she was like, you want to call and talk about it? And I said no. And that's the last thing I ever said to her. Wow. Because I was super upset. I mean, I was just like, we've been going through this for so long, and I'm willing to do so much. And Um, yeah, and, and she just, and she was like, no, I'm done. Pretty much, yeah. She's like, because she didn't want to live, like, an extremely religious life, even though she's pretty religious as far as Jewish standards go, but she didn't want to be that religious to be married to a convert, because converts have to be, like, absolutely perfect. What a catch-22. Whereas, like, if you're Jewish by blood, you don't even have to be religious at all, and you can go anywhere and do anything as a Jew, you know? Wow. And it's totally fine, like, no one even looks down upon it, It's, it's normal. Wow. Or is it, you, you always say, like, Jewish is not only a religion, but it's like, um... It's a race people. Yeah. 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 God's chosen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's such a fascinating story. And how crazy is it that, like, it was almost like you weren't Jewish enough, and then you were going to be too Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much how it was. Wow. Well, well hopefully we Obviously, we've... looking at this from outside, it's very sad, and it's upsetting, but also I'm dating you now, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to like be like, I'm so sad you didn't get the girl. <laughs> She's married to a nice Jewish boy now, and in JV, as they nice, call them. Nice Jewish boy. So I'm happy for her. There's like some strain in your voice. <laughs> I'm happy for her. <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> Joey, thank you for sharing. That was uh, that was a fascinating story. And um, man, that's uh, I never knew. Goy boyfriend. Goy boyfriend. Non-Jewish oh. person. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. 
Every Jewish girl had one. Was it <laughs> you just, were just <laughs> you were a phase? <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me, you at least t- were like it was boyfriend for for like short. No. No? <laughs> Dang it. Come on. I'm about the only one who heard that. Sorry. <laughs> this is my gooey friend. That wasn't funny. Um, cool. Wow. Well, isn't her sister married to a non-Jewish Boy? No. No, she doesn't have a sister. She has her, two brothers. The brother's not married to a Jewish uh, girl. One of them is, I don't know if they're married now. I think they're planning on getting married. Uh, but he was dating a non-Jewish girl. And, and everybody was, like, was fine with it. Yeah, it was like no big deal. What? Even though, which is like to- polar opposite of what you'd think because their kids aren't going to be Jewish. Like if me and her got married, our kids would at least still be Jewish. Because, you know, the, the mother yeah. has to be Jewish. So, it's like they were extremely protective over their little girl. And didn't really care wow. what their boys did. Because their, grand, their grandkids would be Jewish still. Yeah. Who knew? It's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. We're going to get canceled. Yeah, I'm sure we already are. ex-girlfriend story honestly fascinating especially because he's so like he's like he's like i don't want to do this but i'm gonna do it for you yeah i know honestly he was a, he was a great sport he was really really well spoken and and what it he said was is. really interesting yeah so yeah even I, I was worried i was worried it was gonna be like if he wasn't you know as eloquent as you or i are it's gonna be uh if anything, he made us look bad with his I know, smooth with his words. Stupid, stupid. Educated. Educated, whatever. insightful speech. Yeah. So, yeah. That is religion and dating that I can't contribute to except for my couple few sentences. You, want, you know you what, Morgan? Daniel and my boyfriend. You know what, Morgan? You did great. You were a great moderator. You asked great questions. Thank you. I appreciated you being there. Thank you. I also was in charge of making Joey stop m- making noises and covering his mouth. All the things you can't do in a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the industry professionals just, just know it. The civilians, the don't. civilians just don't. On that note. On that note. Thanks um, for listening. And is there anything? Oh, that's it. We're just gonna kill it. Oh, my tummy hurts. Oh, your tummy hurts. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why does your tummy hurt? Uh, I don't 
don't know. I've been trying to eat healthier, and I think my tummy doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your gut bacteria is like, where's all my the food that I normally eat? Where's my my corn syrup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the I know, you know, fats. I know what you mean because I haven't been eating as much cheese lately, and I feel my body like craving it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's because I'm trying I'm trying my best to like really lower my dairy intake. Yeah, me too. And once I feel like I can do that, I want to start lowering my carb, like bread and like gluten intake, because I have a lot of tummy problems, and I just really want to figure this stuff out because, man, it sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, it does suck, but dairy does not suck. Dairy's so good. I'm an ice cream girl. And everybody knows it. I know. It. You, that's kind of your thing. I know. It's really hard. I don't want to talk about it. Morgan, I actually have a confession. I almost didn't... I forgot to tell you. Okay. Um, I took, I took someone on a date to our sushi spot. Daniel. Our first... Date spot? Our first date spot, yeah. Yeah, but did you go to that other place after? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. You reenacted our whole... You're going to start a podcast with her? <laughs> I actually think you would really like her. Uh, that's fine. Did you, go to the exact, did you go to the exact same place in no. the... Okay. No, I don't think so. I don't think we did. We went to like one place in the packing district and got drinks. So as long as you didn't go to that exact place. Yeah, I don't I don't think we went to that exact place. Don't worry. I don't know if it's there anymore. Okay, well if you guys start uh, dating and break up on your birthday two months later and start a podcast, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh man, what would it be? Something like we used to We dated now we don't. Yeah. <laughs> We dated, now we don't. That rolls off the tongue, too, actually. Yeah, so. I'm trademarking that one so you can't take it. Damn it. But you know what? I hope you had a great time, because I had a good time. I was and telling you, it was a successful format, so yeah. Great. I'm glad I could start a format. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she never listens to this. <laughs> I hope she does. <laughs> So you're welcome. <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, well, um, we used to date. That's me and Morgan, and um, not him and anyone else. Not me and anyone else. I've never dated anyone else since. Except me. That's a lie. <laughs> um, Morgan, how how do you find us? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at wutd podcast. You can also find us. On email, you can email us at at gmail.com. And I think we have an idea for a coffee date, don't we, Daniel? Uh, yeah, we want to know about your stories regarding pets and your relationship. Any integral uh, role your pet had in your relationship. Um, or Thank you. Yeah, or like, or did, or pet breakups, you know, pet custody battles. Oh. Like, 
Heartbreaking. Um, yeah, like we're not just in it for the for the happy ones. We want sad ones too. So if you have your stories, any story really about relationships, we'd love to hear. But especially those. Um, yeah, like did you get a pet in a relationship and then you got another one and another one and another one and then you have yeah, or were you six stuck? dogs and yeah. four birds like and a hamster like my coworker? Or were you like stuck with like a fucking tarantula or something that you hate? Yeah, like tell us what you got in your relationship and if that relationship ended, how it was handled. And if it didn't end, then tell us your success story of having 17 animals thrive in your relationship. Um, and if or, so, or did you bring a pet into a relationship and now that pet likes your partner more? Oh my god. Okay, if my neighbor is listening, I expect her to submit a story uh, about her Russell. She has a Russell mm. um, that that uh, that they got, and so I don't know. I I hope that there's a cute story about that in our inbox from my neighbor. And I'll be waiting to look at it. I'm excited. I'm calling you out. And I know you text him because he screenshots the text and sends them to me. That's right. Hey so neighbor, you know, come through. I love you. <laughs> 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 oh, thanks for listening, everyone, and thank you to Joey for his wonderful insight. Fascinating. Thanks for insight. listening to my boyfriend talk, everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I don't think he's made for podcasting, but I'm happy he contributed. He's made for being your your my boy. He's yep. he's he's here to support me, and that's what we love. We love a supportive boyfriend. Yeah. We yeah. all we love a supportive boyfriend mm -hmm. and a confident one. He's very confident. Mm -hmm. That's what I appreciate about him. Because that's what you appreciate about him. Yeah, that whatever you said. It's <laughs> <laughs> a letter, can you reference? Oh, okay. <laughs> Over my bald head. Everybody, go watch Letter Kenny. It's really funny. And That's my recommendation for this us. episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Letter Kenny sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The equipment is rebelling. And it means it's time to go. Okay. <sighs> Thanks for listening, and Thank we'll see you. you next time. Bye, everyone. Keep it consensual. Keep it consensual. Keep it respectful. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to We Used to Date, featuring our creator Morgan and her ex Daniel. We plan on putting out a lot more of these and we'd love your feedback. You can email us at wutdpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, uh,